Oh, hello. It's the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the NTT20 betting show sponsored by Betfair. This show is for over 18s only, very strictly. We're talking all things EFL betting ahead of a full slate of EFL action. We ask that anyone listening to this be gamble aware, understand the risks that come with placing a bet. If you're thinking of doing so this weekend, head to begambleaware.org and brush up on the risks that come with gambling. George Alex with me. Hello, friend. Hi, mate. How's John Seymour? Excellent referee and performance in midweek, as to be expected. Flawless, as ever. Good. All well on that front. We're excited about the golf. Obviously, it's actually just underway. Um, by the time people listen to this, who knows who will be flying clear. Uh, but just so the listeners know, who do you like to win the tournament most? Uh, betting or, or personal? Betting, obviously. Um, will Zalatoris. Luke List. Uh, Zander Shoffley. Hello and welcome to the NTT20 personal show, where we talk about who we would like to win with no money on it. Who would I like to win? I would like to see a playoff between Tiger Woods and Lee Westwood. <laughs> Amazing. God, you're so biased to Nottingham Forest, aren't you? Westwood, big Forest fan. Okay, Zalatoris. I, I mean, that's a that's a joint pick for the Not The Top 20 boys, yeah. so keep your eye on that. Let's hope he goes as well as last year, or one better, in fact. Uh, let's talk last week on the betting show. Not a good betting show for the Stags. Um, I was 1.75 down, and you were 1.37 down. Neither of us got our naps up, and we know that's going to hurt you. Uh, Ipswich did not win to nil against Cambridge and Luton did not beat Millwall. Both of our next bests were good things. Huddersfield at Hull for you and Vale at Barrow for me. Uh, and our double lay of Stevenage against Oldham was uh, a good thing as well. Nothing from our goals bets or our goal scorers. Uh, your pick, Nicky Cadden, had two free kicks on target, saved. Mm. And I was reminded why there's no room for sentiment or jokes on this podcast because having mentioned Michael Obafemi, picked him after doing a lot of research at four to five as my as my fancy. I then ended up picking the official stag pick, Reese Oates of Mansfield, as a stupid bit. Uh, Oates had one, cleared off the line, and Obafemi scored twice. So let that be a lesson to me. Uh, let's get into this weekend. It's, well, we've only got a few weeks left now, so let's try and wring out every morsel of value that we can find, starting with our best bet of the weekend, George. Yeah, my best bet is in League One. Um, and it is Doncaster to beat Crew at 23 to 20. The game they're calling El Crapico. Correct. Uh, two very, very poor sides. Um, crew are a down, mate. I think, you know, they're not mathematically down, but I'm I'm calling it. They are, and I think they are aware that it is all over, sadly, for Crew. Um, it's been a very poor season. For those who haven't listened to the, um, to the Monday pods, uh, I went on a bit of a rant about how poor they've been this season and how concerned I am f- of them for next season. And I don't really see any reason why uh, with little to play for, like they should improve anytime soon. They just lose football matches, um, this team in league one. Um, and even though Doncaster should be the easiest away game uh, that they'll have um, when you see that one victory um, in 2022 with just defeats, all in every side of it. Seven defeats coming before it, uh, seven defeats coming after it, 14 defeats in the last 15. Uh, it's impossible to make any case for them. And I personally think that any team odds against to beat them anywhere in League One, uh, giving that team supposedly less than a 50% chance of doing so should be taken. It helps that they're playing against a Doncaster side who will also, I think, get relegated. But at the moment, are in a position where it's it's not over yet, and this is last chance saloon. You know they are in twenty third. They're in twenty third on thirty points. They are eight points shy of Morecambe 
with five games to go. That is an incredibly unlikely task for them to make up that that amount of points, especially given their poor goal difference. And if they don't win this game on Saturday, then we can put them in the down bucket. But they're not there yet. You know, if they could win back-to-back games, they're going to put themselves within firing distance in the last couple of games as well. Um, you know, it might be a 2% chance that they stay up, but that 2% is is a hell of a lot more than 0% when it comes to motivation and, and how you're going to go into a game. Um, their recent form has been better, maybe. Like, you know, they they, they caused Wickham some, some problems Um Last Saturday, and again, they lost 2-0, but you know, Wickham uh, are looking like a very, very good side at the moment after their own little mid-season slump. Uh, they drew nil all at Fleetwoods in what was the previous kind of big game between the two sides, where again, they, they probably had enough. They're not scoring any goals um, is, is their biggest issue. Uh, but they do still look to me like a, a, a side who, whilst they're not picking up many more points in crew, they are getting closer to sides and putting a better performance in sides. Um, so with the extra motivation, I, I think that they are... The likely team to win this. I think they're just the better team uh, in terms of the players they've got at, at their disposal and the performances they put in as well. So a horrible game, um, but I think they are value to win it at twenty-three to twenty. Shout out at Chris Luke Jones on Twitter tweeted earlier ahead of Saturday's meeting between Crew and Doncaster. They have a combined fifty-five points. Combined fifty-five points in League One. It's also the number of combined defeats they have. I think it's 27 wow. and 28 between them. It's the sort of thing that you read and you go, that's that's a banter, isn't it? And then you look it up and you're like, oh, no, yeah, fair enough. Uh, good tweet. Okay, interesting. My <laughs> nap's also in League One. It is Plymouth Argyle to beat Burton Albion. Uh, at Burton, they're at 2.3, 13 to 10 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Before I get into the pick itself, I need to send an apology to Argyle, uh, their manager and their fans for something that I said on the Monday pod. Uh, as you guys know, I, I was suffering some compound effects. Um, the compound effects of the 19 Jaeger bombs that I had on Saturday night. All bought for by me, looking at my bank statement. <laughs> walkabout, walkabout, slug and lettuce, walkabout. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Monday, I said Simon Schumacher. And of course, the Argyle manager's name isn't Simon Schumacher. It's Simon Sharma. Uh, yeah, so history man, history boys. We say a lot of names every week and sometimes we don't get them right. Uh, I hadn't prepared in, in the optimal manner there, but apologies to Simon. Um, don't beat yourself up. And the whole Sharma family there. Um, I'm going to start my breakdown of why I've, I've made Argyle my best bet of the weekend uh, by talking about Burton, their hosts, the Brewers, the Beachy Brewers, just uh, having a beer on the beach, um, locally brewed. Their last eight games, Burton. Four points uh, have come from one win, one draw and six defeats. They've conceded 22 goals in their last eight and scored seven. Pretty tough fixture list. They've lost 3-0 to Ipswich, 2-0 to Shrewsbury, 5-2 to Wednesday, 4-1 to Oxford, 2-0 to Charlton, 3-0 to Morecambe. Every time they've lost in the last eight, they've lost by more than a goal. In that time, they beat Fleetwood 3-2, having been 2-0 down uh, and got a point at the Stadium of Light against Sunderland. Uh, they're playing against a, a, an Argyle side in the reverse form. Uh, on the Monday pod, I think uh, what I said was how much I love how Argyle are just getting it done at the moment with with the minimum of fuss, it seems. They've won seven of their last eight. They've won 11 of their last 14 in the league. Uh, their last nine victories have all been to nil. So it's two sides in vastly opposite form. Uh, Argyle's away record is not nearly as good as their home record. I'm sure that will be factored into this price, as will the fact that Burton, the majority of their points have come at home this season. But even so, take out the top teams in League One, and we know that there's a huge gap in quality between the top 10 uh, and the rest, basically. 
Uh, Argyle against anyone outside the top 10 away from home. Eight wins, three draws, two defeats. Pretty strong record. Uh, won eight of their 13 games against teams away from home outside the top 10. Uh, so they were indeed second best, you'd say, or you did say, against Oxford. You're probably right. Uh, they had their keeper to thank for that win last weekend. Uh, they lost the one before against Ipswich, and Ipswich were much better than them. But this isn't Oxford or Ipswich. Um, before that, they thumped Accrington and Cheltenham 2-0 and 4-0. Uh, and that's the group of teams that Burton are in here, very specifically because they're in that sort of bottom half, mid-table area, and also because, uh, like Cheltenham and Accrington, it doesn't seem like they've, you know, they've they've strained every sinew to achieve their goals of, of another uh, season at the level and to keep building. But ever since that became clear that they were going to achieve that, I've not seen anything to suggest that they're playing at their their absolute maximum, shall we say. Uh, good news for Argyle is that it seems like Connor Grant, the left wing back, is, is back from injuries, missed a couple of games. Uh, they are missing Hardy up top. But if there's one thing we know about Argyle, it's that they have depth up there, uh, whether it's Garrick or Ennis or Jeffcott. I'd be confident of one, at least of them, notching here. Um, and so that's why I've backed Argyle to beat Burton. I think they are... By miles of better side, in much better form, and with much more motivation. So, 2.3, 13 to 10, the price with the Betfair Sportsbook. Plymouth Argyle, my nap this weekend. Next, best, next, <clears throat> best. I'm backing Bristol Rovers, draw no bet at Tranmere uh, at 19 to 20. Um, draw no bet, fairly crucial here because Tranmere's home form, despite their kind of general form being, being fairly poor, I mean, it is good. They've lost one game at home in their last 12, and that was a 4-0 defeat against Forest Green. Um, but I think that the performances as of late and the general vibes at the clubs um, make me wonder if Tranmere are, are, are justifiably favourites to win this game. Um, last time at home, we saw them draw two all against the uh, Carlisle side, who are so rejuvenated under Paul Simpson. Um, but Brissa Rovers' form is what really catches the eye here. And you know, to set the scene, this is a, a massive game. This is a proper... Six pointer when it comes to the um, not only the playoff picture but the promotion race because Bristol Rovers are three points behind third as it stands at the moment, uh, a level on points with Mansfield who have played a game fewer than them. Uh, Bristol Rovers fifth, Mansfield sixth, and Tranmere seventh, just two points behind Bristol Rovers. It, it, it's big enough here that basically a defeat for Tranmere with Newport County, Swindon, and Salford properly up up behind them um, could see them fall out of the playoff places. A, a win for Tranmere. Uh, we'll put them on the brink of the of the top three again. Um, that's how tight it is up there. And, and the same for Bristol Rovers, who if they win this one, can can properly count themselves in the mix for for that third spot um, in the last five or so games of the season. Bristol Rovers' form is so good and has been good for a, a prolonged period of time. Um, away from home, they've won four of their last six. Uh, they've kept clean sheets in four of those as well. Uh, and recently we, we saw them go to Northampton in what was a very, very similar game to this score after 10 seconds and then coast to victory. And I think that's what is key here is that Bristol Rovers are a side who are very, very comfortable uh, protecting leads. And I think we can be fairly assured of a certain level of performance from them. At Tranmere, we know that things aren't particularly happy there. A lot of their fan base feel like they've thrown away the chance of automatic promotion. They feel that Mickey Mellon is somewhat to blame for that. Um, and and this feels like more of a kind of free swing for Rovers than it does for Tranmere, who... Um, I'd, I'd say that these two sides are on different trajectories going into it as well. So I think Bristol Rovers are playing better at the moment. I think they're the better side. Um, I think it could get pretty tetchy uh, on Saturday if things don't start going the home side's way as well. Um, just looking at the prices, personally, I, I don't think Tranmere are the, are the likely winners despite being at home. 
uh, in what should be a pretty tight game against the Bristol Rovers side who don't give much away. So taking the draw out of it and still getting near enough even money uh, to back the away side, the better side is, is, is good value in my book. Okay, well, interestingly enough, having followed you into League One for my nap, I'm now following you into League Two and following you into a draw-no-bet pick uh, for my next best. And I can't think there'll be many times where a team that I've gone against the week before, I've then backed the week after. Um, And a a team that I had a pretty strong stance on about a month ago, this is maybe the first time a stance has come full circle. The circle of (laughs) stance. Because, George, I'm backing Stevenage or Steve Evansonage. As to give them their full name. Uh, draw no bet, they're playing against Colchester this weekend at Colu. Uh, now, last week, Stevenage, as we know, we laid them. They lost to Oldham. Uh, they've lost eight of their last nine games. They're in the relegation zone. The worst possible thing that could have happened last weekend happened. They lost. They're in the zone. I don't think that's the end of the story here. Not with Steve Evans in charge. Uh, they've lost his first two games in charge. Uh, one against Exeter. Uh, and one against Oldham. It's not been a good start. I, for what it's worth, particularly in that defeat against Oldham, saw the ideas, the blueprint that we expected to see from Evans and the sorts of things that we expect to see them at least pick up a few more points than they have done between now and the end of the season. They did go behind to Oldham after 15 minutes. So, of course, they were chasing the game at that point and things were somewhat desperate. But they did so in a, an impressive way. You know, if you look at the numbers, they they racked up a ton of XG, maybe 2.5 expected goals, something like that. They had 15 shots. Five of them were inside the six-yard box, nine more inside the penalty box, and they hit the target once. Uh, whether it was Norris, whether it was Taylor, whether it was List, Elliot List, not Luke List, uh, they all missed big chances. Uh, and I note that they all came from set-piece situations, either second phase or first phase. Uh, and and that's probably no surprise, really. Colu, their opponents have obviously done well recently. They won four of their last six. They're 11 points clear of the zone. They've done what was necessary, you'd think, to earn another year uh, in League Two. They'll be breathing much easier for now. And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I think maybe that could come with just a, a, a small dip in standards or a small dip in motivation, whatever you like to call it. I think Stevenage are going to come here fighting for absolutely everything. I'm not sure that Colu, having got themselves more or less out of it, um, could be the same. They've been impressive in recent weeks. They haven't been blowing teams away by any means, but particularly the midfield of, of Sarpong, Muredu and uh, Chilvers and Freddie Sears up top, they've all been playing well. Defence as a unit has tightened up a lot. So I'm not expecting an, an open game here. I'm expecting properly low margin stuff. I'm expecting probably 45 minutes of the ball being in play maximum. But I think Stevenage can can give this a good go. I think maybe this could be the result Stevenage Evans need to, to make the last six games quite fruity. I'm expecting them to throw the kitchen sink at Colu. Um, I've, I've got a pretty clear idea of how this is going to play out, I hope. Uh, in my head, it's a set-piece goal. Maybe Cuthbert, maybe Bostwick, maybe Van Kooten at a long price. He's never scored a goal, but he is a big lad. Um, I think one of them might score from a set play. And then maybe Elliot List on the break as well. Uh, 1-0, 2-1, that sort of thing. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I've taken the draw no bet just because I'm not expecting a ton of goals. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 0-0. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 1-1. Let's see how we go. Stevenage, 2.25. 5-4 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, draw no bet. That's my next best. And, and don't forget that Betfair have no cash-out suspensions. On match odds for all EFL games, that's applicable to singles and multiples. No cash-out suspensions whatsoever during the games when you bet on match odds for all EFL games with the Betfair Sportsbook. But we're moving on to its twin, the exchange. 
No shortage of short prices at this stage of the season, George. Who are you laying? I'm laying Millwall um, at home to Barnsley. Uh, this feels to me like another game where you're looking at motivation and Millwall's defeat at home to Swansea, I think, put the nail um, in the coffin of their season, basically, um, after what was an incredible... <laughs> lovely, lovely touch from you there. Uh, after... <laughs> Um, what was an amazing run and getting so close you, you now look at the championship table and you look how stacked it is above them it, it kind of seems impossible to me that over the course of uh, six games they are going to be able to usurp QPR Blackburn Borough and one of the ones above them um, it's, it's basically not going to happen unless they win every game in which could happen you know I, I've got to be cons- consistent here and I'm sure Millwall, play- Millwall fans and players will have some optimism they can try and do that but for Barnsley um we're back into kind of last chance saloon, I guess, where a hammer blow for them to um, to lose, well, to, to to lose their lead effectively against Reading on Saturday um, in a win that would have truly put them um, back in with a with a decent shout of getting out of this mess. They are now, it seems to me, like probably a defeat away from from relegation, depending on on what Reading do. But the difference is for me is that I, I personally think because of the way that Poyaz Baggy has has improved this side and, and the way that they've built. Um, I don't see why we would see a regression from Barnsley necessarily um, because he's built, the, the, firstly, the players are better. You know, Keener and and um, Amin Bassi have made a big difference to the way they play anyway. I think the manager is better. I think he has them playing in a better better way. So even if, you know, once relegation does inevitably come, I think Barnsley aside, I'll continue to to side with given their performance levels in recent weeks whereas I think for Millwall to, to have gone on such a big run and to have their bubble burst in that way at home against a side who had nothing to play for who, who they probably expected to be could have a fairly negative reaction so um, you know there's no denying that, that Millwall are the likely winners and I'm not saying that that it's all over for them but given the price they are at the moment and given the fact that I personally think Barnsley are operating at not a, a massively dissimilar level to Swansea in terms of being kind of a lower mid-table side uh, Millwall being 1.8, um, 1.81 specifically uh, is is too short for me. So I've laid them 1.81. Yeah, I've laid West Bromwich Albion at 1.95 using the Betfair exchange. Um, they're playing against Stoke City at home at the Hawthorns, and this one, if I'm honest, is more of a more of a vibe. Um, I, I don't particularly rate West Brom under Steve Bruce, even though they beat Bournemouth on Wednesday night, the team in second place. Um, does that mean I now think everything's fine and we can expect them to to maintain that level of performance and result and, and to finish the season strong like a like a top six team, which we thought they'd be? Not really. I'll, I'll need to see it this weekend before I get more excited about it. Under Bruce, they've played 11 games. Uh, they've won three, drawn three and lost five. Uh, bizarrely, their last two wins have been against the top two, Fulham and Bournemouth. I don't know necessarily what that says. I suppose being critical, you might say that it's, an issue with the motivation of the players when they're not playing against the bigger teams. Let's not forget that West Brom were expected to be up there with, with those two sides this season. Came down from the Premier League last year, expected to challenge, started the season doing so. And for a multitude of reasons, things really, really imploded, didn't they? But maybe there's a, an aspect of the, the, those players kind of remembering what they are and, and turning it on against the better teams. Uh, they've beaten Hull uh, and those two. Uh, but those games have been sandwiched between draws with Huddersfield, where they were second best, uh, draws with Bristol City, where they scored a late equaliser, and defeat to Birmingham last Sunday, where they 
had a lot of the ball and offered very little with it. So despite that impressive win in midweek, I still think the the more regular performance level and the more regular sort of personality of this West Brom side is, is slightly anemic and just not offering a huge amount. So I wanted to get it against West Brom after that impressive win. Uh, it just so happens they're playing Stoke, who, as we know, have a, a number of very, very good individual players, haven't been playing particularly well as a team. I'll just be very surprised if this is a properly one-sided home win. So I think Stoke can make it interesting and hopefully nick a result. I've laid West Brom at 1.95 with the Betfair exchange. Now, in our goals bet, you've got a single, I've got a double, but your single's in my double. So tell me about it. I'll just do both, should I? Because I've also, my goal score is in the same, in the same match. Okay. Fleetwood versus Accrington is my um, is my goals bet over two and a half goals to be specific, if that's okay. Um, yeah, which is uh, nineteen to twenty. This is basically Accrington, isn't it? Uh, Accrington, Accrington are just the you know the fun time um, fixture to have at the moment. They are playing with the shackles off. We saw them lose three nil in midweek against against Wigan with that four all draw against uh, Cheltenham last weekend. Um their last four games have all copped over two and a half. And if you go back before that, their last three before that, uh, so only one game in their last eight uh, hasn't won with this bet. Their season, you know, they they've achieved what they set out to achieve. They are safe with plenty of games to go. And John Coleman is seemingly send, sending them out with a reckless abandon just to go and have some fun out there. Uh, for Fleetwood, there is a a big onus on this game, they are still not safe. They have to to win it. Uh, a draw isn't good enough. So with Fleetwood looking to attack every opportunity and, and Accrington, there's absolutely no chance Accrington are going to look to sit back and defend and stubborn out a draw. Um, this is a game that feels to me like if it was being played in three game, you know, if this was the 44th game rather than the 41st game, uh, then it would be factored in that this is the, you know, the the, the end of the season where, where goal lines are generally uh, higher. So that is my... Uh, selection and then I'm going to pick a Fleetwood player to score um, Callum Johnson who is 17 to 2 to score anytime uh, he plays he's basically played right back all season but been playing more of an advanced bring back role in the last couple of games had three shots uh, against crew last weekend and still probably being priced up as if he's a right back so just a, a classic someone isn't playing the position they normally are but therefore they're a big price to score and he had some shots so let's see the old classic someone's not playing in the position that they think they are that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's a big one. Um, you're also the only person that I know to use the word stubborn uh, as a verb, and I love it. Stubborn it out? Not going to come here and just stubborn it out, are they? Yeah, I think that's true. Stubbing their toe. Uh, mm. Well, I have a, an over 2.5 double with some familiar names from last week's failed over 2.5 goals double, and that is Fleetwood against Accrington at 1.95. Uh, 32 goals in their last eight league games at Crinton. Four a game, that is. Uh, just a, a banter stage at this uh, point in time. Uh, a banter team, rather. And I'm all for it. They've earned it, for sure. Uh, in League 2, one with quite a lot riding on it. Swindon against Newport, 1.95. Uh, Swindon kind of... Well, they ruined things last week. I had I had Accrington, Cheltenham. It was 4 all, And the other one was nil nil. So that kind of summed it all up. Uh, I still believe, deep down, that Swindon are an overs team. Uh, that their strength lies in going forward rather than defending. And that's exactly the same as Newport County, uh, their visitors this weekend. Uh, Swindon's games this season have averaged 2.82 goals per game. Newport's 2.8 goals per game. I'll settle for three here. Uh, Swindon-Newport in the double. The, the double price with the Betfair Sportsbook is 3.8. That's Fleetwood-Accrington and Swindon-Newport over 2.5 goals double. Just remember that if you bet £10 on multiples or a bet builder, 
on the Betfair Sportsbook, you'll get a £2 free bet, which is also for use on multiples or bet builders. Uh, make sure you check the T's and C's on site for that one. Um, but £10 on multiples or bet builders, you get a £2 free bet to use on multiples or bet builders as well. My goal scorer, well. <laughs> I love how you didn't wait for me to ask you. You just went straight in. My goal scorer, you ask? Yeah, yeah, I'm asking. It's called rhetorical questioning. It's a podcast staple. Okay, okay. If you weren't on the pod, I would just rhetorically ask every <laughs> question and give you my answer. Nice. I've got an actual direct question, though. Do you remember Femi Investigates? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, Femi is when Femi used to investigate stuff. What in particular? And, and what am I talking about? Um, it, was a it. TV, it was a TV show, uh, Many Science. Don't Google it. it I didn't Google it. Listener, he's... I haven't. Does this all do the time. Do, do you want to see my screen? I can hear you typing. Yeah, the Masters is on. Sure. Well, Taylor Gooch has just teed off. Do you want to hear me? I'll type it again. Listen. Femi Taylor Gooch. Femi Investigates was a was a um, science video series that we used to watch uh, at school, which didn't really offer me much because I hated science and I was terrible at it. But Femi knew so much about it, and it was a, a very random memory that popped into my head let me know guys if any of you watched femi investigates uh, maybe you got more out of it than i did I, I hope so um i say all this to say that i am backing michael obafemi to score any time uh nice and a bit more watch this space 3.75 he is anytime with the betfair sportsbook i'm just a little confused uh george at why why, in my eyes, the sportsbook have such a stance against Obafemi? He's been all, mate. he's been scoring goals for what two months now as Swansea's starting nine, um, and they continue to price him up as if he's their sort of third choice striker. Uh, I, I feel like they're being a bit slow here. Last week, obviously, I mentioned him in in dispatches and didn't pick him. He scored two. He was four point five to score any time uh, for Swansea against Cardiff. Uh, t- this weekend, they're home to Derby. Uh, Swans have obviously been in, in pretty good nick uh, recently. They went to Millwall and won. They went to Cardiff and won. They go back home. I'm expecting a uh, a very pleased home crowd to hope to see some goals uh, at the Liberty as well as on the road. Derby since the turn of the year away from home. Eight games, no wins, one draw, seven defeats, 17 conceded, just over two per game on average. That makes me excited to be backing Swansea's main goal threat. Um, now, maybe maybe the anytime price is a bit longer than I expect because, as I mentioned on Monday, he's been kind of feast or famine. Uh, in the last seven games, he's got th- six goals, but they've come in three braces. So he's only scored in three of the seven, if you're talking anytime goal scorer, uh, and four blanks. Uh, and it's eight goals in 12, but again, he's only scored in five of those 12 games, which is still a decent effort, but it's not. Uh, you know, maybe the, the goal tally slightly obscures uh, things on the anytime front. But the underlying numbers are excellent. Tons of touches in the box. XG's really high, getting shots off, a team that's geared towards creating good chances for him and they're in good form on that front as well. Um, I'm backing Obafemi to score at 3.75. I'm going to put three quarters of a point on it, George. And that's just because in case there's some weird trend with Obafemi where when he scores one, he becomes this like super powered striker. Braceman. Which is what we've seen the last three times he scored one. I'm going to put a quarter of a point on two goals or more with the Betfair Sportsbook at 18 to 1. So three quarters of a point on any time, uh, 3.75, and a quarter of a point at 19.0 on the Betfair Sportsbook. So just most of you won't need a reminding, but I did have a message the other day about points and staking and stuff, and I'm splitting up here. So just to explain it, if a point for me was 10 pounds, 
That's £7.50 on him to score any time at 3.75. That would return £28.13 uh, and £2.50 on him to score two or more at 19.0. That's a return of £47.50. Up the obber. And that is that, George. This is a non-rhetorical question, a direct question. Please, will you recap your bets for me? My nap is Doncaster home to Crew, and my next best is Bristol Rovers draw no better away at Tranmere. I'm laying Millwall at home to Barnsley, over two and a half goals in Fleetwood versus Sackrington, and then Callum Johnson of Fleetwood fame to score any time at 17-2. to two. Goodbye. Come on, the picks. Mine are Argyle at 2.3. Stephen is draw no bet at 2.25. I've laid West Brom at 1.95. A goals double, Fleetwood and Accrington and Swindon Newport. Both prices are 1.95. The double, therefore, 3.8. My goal scorer, Femi investigates. Michael Oberfemi, 3.75 with three quarters of my point and a quarter of the point at 19.0, to 1. Go on then, one more rhetorical question to finish this podcast, just so George knows how to pick him in the future. Who's the sponsor of this podcast who we thank hugely for their continued support of it? Betfair. Thank you very much to them. We'll be back again on Monday to break down what is a very spicy weekend of EFL action. We hope you've enjoyed this betting show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NTT20Pod. If you want to go one more, buy a ticket for our live show on the 19th of May. You can do so on the Leicester Square Theatre website the link in the description of this podcast get yourself there it's going to be cracking uh, thanks for listening guys go well have a good weekend